everybody uh this is matt off the top i just wanted to cut into the main show before we get started of the 40th episode of space suplex podcast and i just wanted to mention something that after recording several hours later wb and that said this on their twitter account they're like breaking just as announced by michael cole lacey evans and natalia will go one-on-one in the first ever women's match in saudi arabia which is happening tonight um yeah i obviously this is another one of those first evers that they love to tout even when it's not really that important now i know some people will say well this actually is important because they're making change over there and shit and i still contend despite this revelation or whatever you want to call it i still contend that they aren't going to make any change over there and that this is just them it's basically Saudi Arabia saying, uh, here you go, so you shut up about it. But we're not going to let you do it in the future. So that's how I look at it. It's a, here you go to shut you up so you'll stop asking us. So you just take our money and just tell us, tell the world how great we are when we're doing human rights atrocities all over the place. Killing a bunch of, we're killing people in general, just, you know, we make a big deal last year about the Kamal... Uh, Khashoggi, I think that's the name, <laughs> the journalist from the Washington Post that was murdered, and rightfully so, we definitely should, but the outrage obviously has died and gone away, just as I expected. Nobody cares. <laughs> he died, who cares? It was so last year. Um, and that's unfortunate, but I already knew that was going to happen at the time, because people in this country just, they get upset at the time, and they just don't care afterwards, they just don't care, you know? You think they stopped just because you complained that one moment? No, that's not how it works. But uh, I just, I just see this as not really going to be a long-term help to the country. I mean, yeah, it'll make the people in the country restless, and then the, you know, the dictators there will get upset and go, "God, why don't the riffraff just shut up?" So that's why they don't want to give it you know, this match or anything like this happening at all. But let me just say this. Because um, I know some people are going to say, oh, they gave the women the right to drive in, you know, 2017. And it was implemented uh, last year and stuff. And yeah, that's all true. But you know what else they did after that was implemented? After that was the right was given, they were allowed to drive last year? Yeah, they uh, locked up anybody who actually fought for that right. Does that sound like a progressive country to you? Because it doesn't to me. Just in the same way that they are heroes for doing that, even though everyone else in the, most other countries in the world give equal rights, most equal rights to women. Um, you know, just like that, I look at it as um, oh, Chelsea Manning is a hero, despite what anybody in the government of the United States wants to claim that she is. In fact, she's back in jail now. So, you know, we're so great on human rights too, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, bottom line is this. This is not the biggest thing. They didn't fucking change the world. It's just a fucking wrestling company. So, WB can will tell us to the end of the time that they created change when they fucking didn't. 
Because the whole point of this is to go over and take the fucking money. And they want the money so bad that they'll do whatever the fuck uh, Prince Bonesaw wants. And that's just the bottom line of it. So, I'm not saying don't fight for these people, but you also can't then, you know, praise WB when this happens, acting like it's somehow this big deal when it isn't really going to change things for the most part. The people in the country need to fight. And obviously, like I said, with when I was mentioning the right to drive, they are fighting for their freedom or for, for to have rights or whatever. But they need to be ones to do it. We can't have... It's not going to... Americans coming in with an under-American company banner like the WB is not going to fix things. End of story. So, the people in Saudi Arabia are going to have to want this and going to have to fight for it. And they're going to have to get their asses to let out their asses to fucking fight, you know. It's just the way it's going to have to be. But at the same time, I might as well type right back in the United States again and say that this country... We also need to fight and get the let out of our asses and stop uh, acting like that Trump is a good president because he's fucking not. And you know what? I knew that before he even became president because he was a terrible person in just in private life. So the fact that everyone was blindsided by his marketing genius of he's a successful person, it's amazing how people are so easily swayed by a simple message of that he was successful throughout his life. He went bankrupt six times. He doesn't pay his bills, <laughs> no matter what they are, it seems. He lies about doing it, and the only time he ever does is when he's pushed into doing it. It just goes to show that this people just don't read in anything. You just Ignorance is bliss, I guess. But that's not okay. And you should be demonized for it. Just like he should be demonized for being a shitty person and a terrible president. Anyways, that's my rant on that. So I just want to give you that update about that match. It's not going to change the world. The Saudi people have to do that. Now on to your regular scheduled program. And welcome everybody back to a new episode of the Space Suplex Podcast. I am Matt and this is episode 48 where we'll be talking today about... New Japan Pro Wrestling's recent shows of King of Pro Wrestling 2019 and Fighting Spirit Unleashed 2019. This will mostly be done, though, by the person that actually saw the shows, Mike. How you doing? I'm great. Well, WB's not so great. No. No. So, uh, according to that, we have uh, things coming out of there. We have um, uh, Jordan Miles, or as some people might know them, Ace Him. By his independent name, ACH. And he has a major issue with uh, some uh, his recent design of a t-shirt they get were doing for him. And many other actual problems with the, the company or business in general. And then we also have an uh, update on Chad Gable's new gimmick that everyone probably knows about. And also, uh, Corey Graves uh, does a supposed reveal slash what I feel is a not reveal of his uh, co-workers going to Saudi Arabia. Sounds great, doesn't it? Fantastic. He's my favorite. Oh, wait. No, I hate him. 
He's a terrible announcer. Yeah, I don't like him at all. Well, actually, he's... I always figured he was uh, more tolerable if he didn't have that third person on the on the table that they would always be he always be arguing with, which made things unbearable for years on end. And uh, I have I did watch the first SmackDown a couple of weeks ago, and it was definitely a lot easier, like I expected, but still sucks. Anyways. <laughs> So, Mike, New Japan, got some yes. fighting at least for me? Well, kind of. I mean, this was actually three smaller shows this year versus last year's one big show. Uh, I can only find the second one of the three to watch, and that's, uh, that's all I watched. And if I can watch the other two, I don't care anymore. <laughs> so I just watched <laughs> this one. This was the uh, one in New York at the Hammerstein Ballroom on New Japan show at a place that I associate mainly with ECW. <laughs> so makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so it's not that great of a, a, a show as a whole. And it's certainly not required viewing in any fashion, but there were some good points, I suppose, but I would, I gave it a C plus. I thought it was fine, but you know, like I one in one match in particular, surprisingly bad was actually, Kenta up against Yoshihashi for the Never Openweight Championship. Um, I'm not saying Yoshihashi is awesome because he's not. He's just a glorified young lion. He does the same thing they do. He's never changed. Uh, <laughs> but, in other uh, words, he's allowed to dress in more than just black, and he's allowed to actually show some type of emotion, but doesn't really do much well, with it. it. Well, he does the same exact young lion emotion. That they do. It's in other words, it's just the, I'm a real fighting spirit kind of guy. I never give up, and I always try to come back goody two shoes. You know, I don't know. It's just that's <laughs> what they all. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it. It's not that it doesn't. It can't work for some people, but I feel like that's just that's all he is. It's just a glorified young man. So I'm just like whatever. I don't. I really get into him. He doesn't have a character that I care about. You know, he can be okay in the ring, and that's fine sometimes, but. Nothing ever really all that exciting. He's just merely dependable and a certain for certain quality, but nothing super great. And this match between the two was just really boring to me. So it's not the worst match I've seen of the year, but I gave it I gave it the the lowest rating on the card at two stars. I was like, it's just it was just not exciting at all. And I was expecting a lot better considering Kent is in the match. And Kent has been doing pretty good stuff since he got back, since he uh, started working on New Japan this year. But this was definitely the lowest point he's had so far in match quality, I would say. Um, there was also some interesting other appearances by people who are, don't normally work for New Japan. Like uh, TJP was actually in the opening match. TJ Perkins? Yes, that's right. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was against <laughs> he was against an actual young line right now. You got Ren Narita, and it was actually a pretty solid match. So uh, that TJP won, unsurprisingly. Right. And uh, uh, then there was um, the best match I felt on the card was uh, I would say might be. Uh, 
a surprising one. It was a tag team match with Mikey Nichols and Juice Robinson defeating Alex Coughlin and Clark Connors, which are two American young lines. Uh, so that's the thing. Yes, actually, it is that <laughs> they've had. They've started, uh, you know, their LA Dojo some time ago, a few years ago. Right. So this year has been the first time that we've really seen them on a more regular basis appearing in these shows at different times. So, but yes, that is the thing. <laughs> um, and the main event was also pretty good. It was uh, Evil and Sonata defeating Kota Ibushi and Kazuchika Okada. But, Sounds good. Yeah, it was it's all right if you you're if you're diehard enough about New Japan, you, I assume you can. It's worth watching. Also, here's another surprisingly deep, pretty good match, and also has a surprising uh uh, and surprising uh, uh uh people that showed up for the show, and that is the actual Rock and Roll Express. What? Yes. Oh what? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh what? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Ricky Morton and Robert <laughs> Gibson actually teamed with Hiroshi Tanahashi to defeat Bushi, Shingo, Takagi, and Tetsuya Naito. <laughs> and they were oh, what? I know, and they weren't terrible. They were actually pretty good. Oh what? Uh, yeah. So so this is the surprise. First you tell you they showed up. They actually had a match. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And then you say they won. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then you tell me that they were actually pretty good still. One of them, at least one of them. And did. I'm like, what? Well, get ready for something even more what. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, I can't remember which one, but one of them did a, uh, did a tope suicida. What? <laughs> yeah. Did they ever even do that in their heyday? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was pretty fun. Also, Amazing Red showed up for a six-man tag as well. I heard good things about him. What did you think on this show? I mean, have, in, in this I mean, one... He was in a six-man tag, so I guess he... But did he get much shine in that match? Not really. No. Uh, just kind of was there for the most part. It was a six-man, so that's not too surprising. Uh, but, yeah, he, it was a three-star match. I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, it was pretty good. Any, um, hmm? any, uh, any storyline... Uh, implications or future match things that were set up here not that i can recall uh i don't think there really was it was it was a minor of a show too much well it's not really that there's a too minor of a show that they'll do that stuff on because that's kind of what those shows are for uh but in a sense sometimes but no not really no not to your knowledge no not to my knowledge no that's right (laughs) (laughs) but a definitely a a better show was. There's a better show. There was. There's Whoa. a better show. A little bit better. Uh, King of Pro Wrestling this year. <gasps> yes, that's a thing. That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, there was a. It was a similar. It was somewhat of a. It was slightly better than the, than the last one just talked about, but it definitely had more important things going on. I guess. Um, I would say definitely the standout match. It's not surprising if you know anything about the kind of matches you can expect from various people. And that is, of course, the best match is the, was the junior, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Will Ospreay defending against El Fantasmo. Surprising, 
nobody that it's the best match on the card. <laughs> nope, definitely didn't. It's got the current wrestling god, Will Ospreay. So anyway. <laughs> and El Fantasma is great. I actually quite like him. He's a little too into to different rakes, though. Back rake, eye rakes, you know. Yeah. He likes Drew to do Hogan-esque. that. Hogan-esque. Well, it's not that he's like Hogan. He's definitely way better than Hogan. <laughs> I know, it's just, I'm just that. He, I'm just I, saying it because that's something he did. Yeah, I feel like he's doing it mostly as a like a just being a dick little heel like he is. So uh-huh. he like does stupid things like that just uh, because he can. I don't know. It doesn't take away from anything. It's just just like I see it and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> um. Also, a solid match, not a great match. Uh, for uh, the main event, it was Okada defending his title versus Sonata. So that was pretty decent, pretty good. Um, Cody pretty Ibushi, good. yeah, Cody Ibushi versus Evil <laughs> for Ibushi's Wrestle Kingdom main event contract. You know, because they like to tease that someone might lose it. You know, but they never do. They literally have never lost it ever since they started doing that kind of thing. So it's always the best bet just to like, whenever that's up for grabs, you just know that the person that has it isn't going to lose it. <laughs> it's just never happened. Um, uh, oh yeah. There was that uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Jushin Thunder Liger match. Where Liger, yeah, how was that? Liger came out with uh, a variation of his normal costume where he actually had a bare chest you know, bare mid area uh-huh. and he had a different mask on a different version of his mask. I guess you could call it with no hair, no fake hair on it. <laughs> uh, he looked the dude fucking for as old as he is, looked fucking insanely good shape. Like I was surprised because you never get to see his physique normally, you know? Right. So, but he didn't, he didn't pull out the Keishin Liger thing any at this time at all. Uh, like I was kind of hoping, it was just a, and it actually wasn't that good of a match, surprisingly. It was actually very mediocre, huh. I thought. I gave it two and a half stars. I was like, eh, if this is their blow off, which it kind of seemed like it was, because at the end, Suzuki, Suzuki uh, made it so that even though he won, because Liger did not win, um, Suzuki still like did a like a very respectful, uh, you know, bow to him. Uh-huh. And then, like, he didn't want to, but he, like, respects him. But, he, you know, he's too much of a heel to do it. But he still did it, and then he immediately rushed out. He's, like, embarrassed that he did it or something. I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> so I feel like that's over with already, and there, there wasn't a good blow-off, just if that's what it was. Yeah, so. that's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like I'm, I have my uh, expectations for Liger's, uh, you know, matches before he retires to be better than they actually will be, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> seems that way well i could also understand your expectation here with the whole way it was set up and yeah and the fact that suzuki and you expect those two to really put on stellar shit because suzuki usually does so i know all right yeah i don't know it just didn't do much for me so i don't tell you <laughs> just don't, just don't expect anything if you're gonna watch <laughs> maybe you'll actually be a bit more maybe with the, maybe it's no expectations you'll actually like it more i don't know <laughs> maybe um uh also there was this uh shitty match sh- shitty tag team match where Shingo Takagi and Tetsuya Naito defeated Doki and Taichi by disqualification. <laughs> it was really bad. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, they also had a the opening match saw the return of El Desperado. So he he and his uh drunk friend Kanemaru that I want him to dump and just go singles. Uh <laughs> I've been saying that since last year. <laughs> uh, they defeated Rapongi 3K in a pretty solid match. And anything else? So I want to mention if I can remember anything that happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. Really good match here, actually, was the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. It was an no disqualification match. It was. And because Moxley, John Moxley was the champ and could not attend because of issues with traveling, because it was like monsoon season and there was problems with that. Right. So he couldn't make it. So he's actually, this happens to everybody, apparently. I've heard that this is always how it works, is that if you can't make an event that you're scheduled for regardless of why, even if you're just ill, you still get stripped. Wow. Uh, So. So they they stripped him of the title at the top of the show, and they put it up for grabs against some, Juice Robinson trying to win it against somebody else. And this time it was Lance Archer, which I, when I heard that right at the top of the show, I was like, such a great thing. I was really happy that they put him in there. <laughs> and also, and surprisingly, uh, Lance Archer actually won, and he's the, you know, the U.S. champ, and I love it. Nice. I fucking love it. It was actually a really good match. Uh yeah, um, lots of uh, table spots I put on my story for Instagram <laughs> that were actually very satisfying, uh, <laughs> and also the ending where he, where uh, Juice got got uh, put on, slammed on a bunch of chairs with the blackout, and then he got the EBD call and is and uh, applied afterward for the for the win, uh, so. I like Archer as a heel. I'm surprised he's as old as he is, but I, I love him here. He's great. So I gave that four stars because it's just very satisfying. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> it. I mean, he's been like like we said in previous shows. You know, he had a good showing this year in the G1. Yeah, surprisingly uh, so. And mm-hmm. uh, this is a uh, basically a way of saying here's your reward. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because to, to be honest, capped if, off uh, a good good summer. Yeah, if if John Moxley was in this match, it wouldn't be as interesting actually, because he would either retain until Wrestle Kingdom, which is what I would have predicted probably, yeah. or or Juice would have won it for the umpteenth time and would have been another yet another boring reign for him, which I'm not into anymore with him. So I'm glad it seemed, I, it seemed like all his all his uh, chases were better than the actual reigns. They were, yeah. <laughs> and this chase was nothing. So, <laughs> so please don't put it on him. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, at the end of this match uh, is actually was we we got to see a returning uh, fin- David Finley. Haven't heard Ooh. that name in a while. I'm sure. Right. Um, I didn't even know he was out, and I just kind of forgot about him because <laughs> he's always been a low card guy. But. He's uh looks it looks like he's going to be the next challenger to the US title, which Lance Archer should definitely just destroy him. <laughs> right. <laughs> if he's not built up well. Well, obviously it won't be yet, but you know, we'll see. But yeah, I actually like Archer as the US title holder. It's good stuff. Good stuff. That's all for that show. I gave it a C oh, no, I gave it a B minus. 
upgrade? Well, from <laughs> the previous show, yes. <laughs> that I was talking yeah. about. It's yeah. a downgrade from last year's King of Pro Wrestling. But uh. Lots of their bigger shows this year weren't as good as last year. But, you know, when it comes to Dominion from last year, you can't compare. Nothing can. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then there was, well, no, that's, that's all in New Japan. So, hey, Matt, do you want to talk about some AEW NXT weekly shows? They got those going. They got them going. They do. Headbutting each other. They are. I just cool. find that I found it was really funny that uh, they put they put up NXT next to AEW just for for the new whatever day wars, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It just <laughs> seems weird, but because they're not going to win, you know, even no matter how good NXT is, I feel like. But uh, I do have some excellent matches that I put on my list for the year because of this increased time and quality of these shows has enabled uh, people to put on these insanely good matches. So, for example, uh, the North American Championship match from September 18th is on there, where Strong defeated Velveteen Dream. Of course you'd like that. Wonderful. <laughs> Even though Dream's awesome, you're just like, my boy, my boy. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I, they're both kind of my boys. I mean, I love them both. <laughs> it's like the, everything. everything's the best. And that same show, the number one contender for the, well, sorry, NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, on they, that they show, that. on that show is the last time they called it WWE Cruiserweight Championship. But, right. And that was uh, the Leo Rush versus Oni Lorcan match. That was awesome. And then the couple weeks later, NXT Championship match, uh, Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle on October 2nd. Oh, so good. It was a so good match. It was so good. <laughs> I think it's the best Matt Riddle match I've seen so far. Well, for me, I watched the first like two weeks of the USA debut and whatever. I mean, you already know what I'm going to say, but I just thought it's too noisy. I don't know what about it. It's just like too much noise. Uh, too much. Like, like imagine this, imagine the crowd going crazy in that small area, the small fucking place, uh, coupled with somebody coming out to the ring with their music, coupled with, Mala Ronaldo screaming his head off. <laughs> I just can't stand it. I can't stand it. it it's not. And sometimes not, I can, you can add you can add all that together along with uh, the the ring announcer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's, that would be another thing that would also be happening at the same time. Maybe. Oh, it's too much. My senses are overloading and are comploding. Comploding. <laughs> comploding. Um. Yeah, it's just too much for me. I, I, I can take any of it by itself, or even two of them, but not four, not four things. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Um, I think it's because there's nowhere for the sound to escape, like in a bigger arena, like when AEW does their shows and shit. So it's just it's too much. It's just fucking too much. 
So I've kind of just stopped watching for the most part because I just like I can't stand it. Now I will admit that I didn't have that complaint nearly as much this last week when I watched it again after on your recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I've been ma- mainly watching different stuff. I've been watching AEW Dynamite, AEW Dark, and something that just showed up on just randomly on YouTube. Uh, the NWA is back in action. Billy Corgan doing a thing called NBA Power, and it's only because <laughs> it has three R's. I like the logo, but it does not need the three R's. But you know, they made the decision. Dumb, 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 dumb. And so, but NWA Power is definitely focused more on the uh, old school style of just promos and no frills in the ring. I mean, it's fine, but you know, it's obviously a lot of jobber matches, except for maybe like the last match of the show. And so you definitely wouldn't like that stuff because you know, you've, you've made it well known that you you don't think it jobber matches show a whole lot. So it doesn't really do a whole lot to, to do a lot of them. No, it doesn't. Cause like, I always go back to this one when I think about a, a debut match for people coming in that is competitive and therefore shows a lot more. And that was when, uh, before the Indisputer was formed and before they were all debuted, um, Kyle O'Reilly had a match, a singles match with Aleister Black. Aleister Black was obviously going to win that. And he did because he was already established for the most right. part. Uh-huh. But it was such a good match that I instantly became a fan of Kyle O'Reilly, right there. In fact, wow. that was the that in fact that was the first uh, that was the first match that Alistair Black had that wasn't a job. It wasn't just like a squash match that he won when they were still you know establishing him as a big deal. So you got to see more of him too. Yes. So I came an instant fan of both of them in that one match because of that. I was uh, I literally was like when that was over, I was like at the time I was like, see. This is why I this is why I like competitive matches even for people who are new to me because then I get to see something a lot more than I would otherwise see from a squash match and it makes me a fan right away. All right, I see what yeah. you mean. Or I can yeah. at least. <laughs> so So anyways, um So yeah, and they have the old, they have, pretty much everything driving into be power is a uh, just an old school feel to it and everything. They have it in a TV studio. If you've seen stuff from back in the day, you uh, it's shot the same. It's got the same sub. Everything's pretty much the same. Obviously, it just doesn't look as grungy and shitty looking. <laughs> but um, the promos and the talking, the definitely the the highlight. That's episode. what I thought from the the one episode I saw. Yeah. I thought they, their promo is on point. That's for sure. Yeah, it's almost like they just went out and like, yeah, you might be, it's almost like they know everybody can wrestle these days. You know, it's just not an issue like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like where most, a lot of wrestlers, they get big guys that it was more important for size versus wrestling. Um, it's like they don't have to worry about that. And it's true, they pretty much don't. So they just went out and said, let's find guys that can talk. Let's get a bunch of fucking guys can talk. Let's fill a roster with a bunch of those guys. And then see what happens. And, well, it works, I guess. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, how uh, how good, how even though I, didn't, I only watched the one episode, I'm surprised how good, how good of an alternative it actually can be. 
Yeah, I actually enjoy it. I'm watching on purpose every week now. So, wow. So that tells you something. Matt, well, Matt when are you going to start buying NWA merch? Uh, <laughs> no time soon. <laughs> but let's just say uh, there's the the people that stick out as far as my tastes go. I, as you know, in the past, and I've said it on this show, I've always been a. Ever since I'd uh, seen uh, Tim Storm, who was a much older guy. I was about much. to say, when are you going to get your Tim Storm shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Hope it's the perfect storm. Let's just finish your name. Um, but uh, ever since I'd seen him, you know, he's he's in his 50s, like his early 50s, and he's a school teacher and shit and all this stuff, apparently. But uh, I he just, he just looks like a guy that if he was look what he is now he could transport him back in time to you know end the from back then and it would be fitting completely mm-hmm. but also he just there's just something about him that it just i just like the guy I just think, i just think it's cool i i don't know if i can really put it in words but it's just uh something about him just works for me even though he doesn't do all the crazy flippity shit <laughs> Uh, yeah. Which 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 uh, which is okay by the by the stance of Jim Cornette, who actually is uh, commenting for these shows, um, so that makes him happy, I guess. But um, like say other guys, I really like um, like I I didn't know what to think about Cole Cabana, even though I know of him and have seen him before, but here he just comes off really kind of charismatically funny and stuff. So I just thought that was hilarious bit on like the second show i think it was mm-hmm. and um i saw a little bit of eli drake uh during his time in impact wrestling and i was like this guy sounds pretty cool and yeah he's he's been really good in fact he even recently after the first episode this main event where they uh had the stipulation that if tim storm didn't win the NWA title in that match that he wouldn't be able to challenge it forever again. Mm-hmm. Usually the stipulation when they rarely pull that out is just can't do it if that guy still got the title. Mm-hmm. But that was not the case. Apparently it's literally never again, which we all know won't be true, but still. So Eli Drake is now teaming with Tim Storm saying, hey, let's go with the tag titles. You know, they're just as good. So so that's what apparently they're doing. I just, I just think that Eli Drake's a really good talker, regardless of which way he goes, but I really think that he's better as a heel, so I feel like eventually those two are going to go at it and he's going to turn on Storm. So mm-hmm. um, There's uh, um, Eddie Kingston uh, in there with Homicide. I've seen, I saw Eddie Kingston uh, on a Progress show, I think it was. No, not Progress. Um, fuck. Is it Evolve? Evolve, that's right, yeah. All these one-word promotions. <laughs> With no initials. Um, yeah, I saw him on there, and of course he was doing a different thing there, but uh, here he's just, uh, he just looks like, he just he talks like he's like, bitch, I just gotta say this shit. Like, he just came out on the last episode I saw, and he just like, first thing right out the gate, he just like interrupts, uh, like, goes over and interrupts the announce team, and then just Cornette's like, like, oh, Jesus Christ, we're, he like near, like jumps because he's like right behind him and stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, just, he just really wants to get out of these, this tag team called the Dawson's and just, just uh, comes off really selling well about it, for it. So, yeah. 
enjoy that. Um, definitely seems like he might be better as a singles guy, but for now he's in a tag team. Um, that's that. Well, I also would like to point out other good tag, other good matches since in the uh, AW NXT shows, like NXT uh, on October second, uh, same as the Cole versus Riddle match, uh, the same show, uh, Undisputed Era defeated uh, Street Profits to become the champions. Or did they defend it? I think they. Def- I don't remember. They already had it again. I can't remember now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, they had a uh, tag team championship match where Dunspear won against Street Profits, which was really good. And uh, uh, what was it? Oh yeah, AW tag team championship tournament quarterfinals match on Dynamite from October 9th. It was Private Party versus Young Bucks, if you recall. Yeah, that was really awesome. Yeah. They Fantastic. pretty much, they pretty much let the uh, since most people probably have seen the Young Bucks and they've always been on a bigger stage before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they l- literally just they just let the match be about Private Party and it was really good. Yeah, yep, that was definitely to uh, put them over for sure, and they did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. And then there was uh, that same week, NXT, on NXT, the main event Walter versus Kushida was fantastic. Too bad that, that too bad that match put Kushida on the sidelines for now. Oh, did it? Yeah, that's why he wasn't in. That's why Kushida wasn't in. Uh, oh, was it like this past week's uh, 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 six man? He was supposed to be in it with uh, with uh, Brizango. Oh, that's right. But he they replaced him with uh, Isaiah Scott Swerve Swerve Scott, <laughs> uh, which was great. I mean, that guy's awesome, and he actually surprisingly got the win. Got the pin on whoever. So that was pretty great. Oh, yeah, I was against Forgotten Sons, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, <laughs> uh, last week uh, on October 23rd, uh, my list is the most recent one for the year so far. And that's another NXT North American title match. This is a triple threat match with Roderick Strong defending against Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's oh, fucking insane that one ma- that one move where uh, they did this triple thing with, you know off the turnbuckle or something and just it, it, you could tell they slightly fucked it up but they recovered because like it yeah. almost sent like like um, Keith Lee trying to trying to get him down from there it was just like he almost fell out of the ring doing it <laughs> yeah yeah it came close to being a, a... Uh, a potentially uh, very injurious accident and it ended up barely working out. Yeah. <laughs> it looked all the more dangerous for it. Yeah, it sure did. <laughs> so that, that that's all my uh, highly acclaimed matches. There were still great matches across the board on both shows, throughout all those shows, because they've all been very good shows. Lots of show, show, shows, great shows. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, definitely worth watching both of them. I feel like Despite me not one needing, I don't need more. I didn't need more uh, wrestling to watch every week, but I honestly can't complain too much because as much as I didn't want really want an, an hour of NXT, it really has been better than it has been since they started doing the extra hours. So I can't really complain too much, to be honest. Yeah. What about Finn Balor? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That's right. This past week. Oh my god. Oh my god. I was wondering. Like I didn't expect them to turn him heel, but I love love that they finally did that because I have seen some of his old New Japan stuff as Prince Devitt when he was heel. And uh, that was always more interesting to me seeing that even in out of context than it was than me watching him in context as a baby face in WWE. I was like, and he did, he was a face and then turned heel in New Japan as well for a while there. So the, he did, he did both things there too, but um, yeah, just wonderful. It's, it's very, at first I thought he was going to join Undisputed Era because he, you know, it looked that's looked that way based on how it was all set up initially. But uh, it's pretty clear that they, even though my uh, uploaded uh, uh, face uh, was a Instagram story uh, clip where I'm like heard saying I'm glad he's gonna join the best uh, heel faction there is. <laughs> <laughs> and I, honestly, when I really think about it, not only do I think that there doesn't make a lot of sense to do that based on various reasons, like, you know, um, since he's obviously a big star overall, like, does he take a backseat to Adam Cole, you know? Cause yeah, because that, that seems like that just doesn't do him any favors. Yeah, and what does and he do? if if yeah. if he, he takes the lead in that group, that doesn't do Cole any favors. No. And them being, like, co-leaders makes no fucking sense. So, yeah, I just feel like it... It should be maybe a, he's an ally of theirs, but he's not part of their group. Yeah. I think that would be the best thing. Yeah. I that guess way, so. that way he can be there when they need him, but he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to always be there with them every time one of them has a match. So. Yeah, exactly. And it was also really pretty clear because they didn't, he didn't put on their armband. He didn't like shake their hand. He didn't do anything really with them. He was just like his opening shot on a, on a what's his face Johnny Gargano Johnny Gargano you know just opened it up to where you know they could all maul the other ones but uh, but it was very clear he was very focused on Gargano because yeah. everything he did was to Gargano only and exclusively so it's clearly that's Gargano's next uh, opponent and next uh, thing that's going to happen and so he's going to get his ass whooped <laughs> that's right <laughs> I mean here he did man well, now that I think about it, two... it their next their next major show is the War Games one, right? Yes. Well, yeah. there you go. There's the War Games match. Oh, I know. Oh, I ex- that's what I expect. That's yeah. what it's going to be. You know it's Probably. What's gonna be. Yeah. Well, the difference is uh, Gargano and Ciampa are going to need two other people. So the I guess the lead up to that, they got plenty of time. They do. Is yeah. to find out who's going to be that. So, hey, let's do some speculation. Who do after, you think? I, after I mentioned for a second that uh, okay. the two offensive spots that uh, uh, Gargano was put in here by... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Was awesome. Just like the the shotgun drop kick through the barricade. Fuck, it's sick. Oh my god! I literally <laughs> looked at that footage when I initially saw it without the seeing the full show. Yeah, you know, so I didn't have I had it on my phone or some you know small screen. I was just like, oh my god! I hope those are not fans. <laughs> That's the one time where plants are needed. And then I saw the big the full show, and I was like. They're staying down. A fan wouldn't do that. A fan, yeah. if if that was unplanned and a fan accident got hit, the fan would probably get back to their feet and go, "What the fuck, man!" Yeah. And so yeah, they stayed down like a pro wrestler does. Yeah. <laughs> like proper pro wrestlers. Yes. Um, but uh, and then and then he's fucking like, you know, 
A DDT on the ramp is not good enough. How about a super fucking vertical DDT? Holy shit. Dude, fuck. That was insane. I love him already, and he hasn't said anything. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he will. <laughs> but you need to. He said all not he needed to with the, well, what he did. Well, not yet, of course, but that's going to happen. <laughs> Good. Anyway. So, speculation. Who's Gargano and Ciampa's two partners at War Games? Hmm. Hmm. It's going to have to be faces. Huh? Would you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, honestly. It's hard for me to think about this. Kushida. Well, maybe I'm, if he's I'm, if he's, I that certainly could be true. But I'm just throwing would, it out there. Yeah, but he would have to be uh, ready to go again by then, and that I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen. It could, right. but I don't know. Well, actually, now that I think about it, it's true. It probably won't happen because it's this month and it's November. It's, not, uh, it's November, in November, isn't it? Yeah, it's November. So that probably won't happen. Probably not. Not with him, and and that and. Yeah, he'd have he. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not with him. Um, I need to get get a uh, get a list. Like of I, I'm NXT not sure personnel. what's going on with like storylines that would put anybody else. So I'm just like shooting shit here. So what about fuck? I don't know. Um, oh, that person's a heel. So never mind. That won't work. Um, <laughs> I was going to say Cameron Grimes, but that's not going to work. No. Uh, I can't think of anything. I'd say Jordan Miles, but we're going to get to that. That yeah. ain't going to be him. No. They're going to keep paying him, but they're going to fucking keep him off TV, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, We'll get to that, though. I just, I can't think of anybody. Oh, I can think, I can think maybe, maybe Isaiah Swerve Scott. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he should be necessarily right now, but yeah. Um, Keith Lee, maybe. I mean, I, I don't, don't know. know. He doesn't. I mean, he's definitely done with Dijakovic right now. I would assume. Uh, so, maybe. Uh, who else? Leo. No, Leo Rush is technically two hundred five live. So. They still haven't shut that thing down. No, I, mean, I don't think so. Um, yeah, there's there's a surprisingly large amount of heels on this this roster right now. Right. <laughs> oh my God! Everyone is a heel. <laughs> Everyone's a heel. So I have no idea. I have no idea. I guess uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Matt Riddle. I mean, he's certainly big enough star to be in that match. And yeah, that's face. true. So yeah, that's, that might be one. Yeah. But isn't he gonna just face uh, Killian Dane? Again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. There's a lot of heels. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's very heel heavy right now in NXT. <laughs> well, since you can't figure it out, let me just go uh, whip last you on over to AEW. Uh, excellent shit. Uh, I'm not a big fan of all the callouts to WWE, but other than that, uh, I do like that uh, they have a major faction now. Uh, the Inner Circle with Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, uh, Ortiz. What's his partner's name? <laughs> Santana. Santana, thank you. Yeah. And 
Jake Hager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, good shit, let me tell you. Uh, a little too much tongue out, but other than that, well, Jericho's Sam, a great... Sammy, Sammy especially. Oh, there's been moments where Santana's doing it too. Or Ortiz. I can't remember which one's doing it. But anyways, uh, yeah. So, a lot of people got like they got the tongue problem. But anyways, uh, but you know, it's just like Jericho's just just doing shit that's great. That's fantastic because he's the la champion. That's right. <laughs> he's, a, he's a French champ. He's the French champ. So I just like, yeah, I do like that stuff. I like uh. I like his, uh, his kind of like, I mean, it's similar to his character from New Japan that he's been doing, but it's less of a, I don't know, it's kind of similar. It's kind of similar, but yeah, he's, he's, he's I'd say he's, it's almost the same because the Painmaker thing is because he was against Okada, who's the Rainmaker. Yeah, that's true. So it basically is the same as far as I can tell. Yeah, there, there's a bit of a subtle difference, but it's not much. Because uh, the big thing is he's not running down like people because. You know they're in the he's in a foreign country, right? Like he kind of did some of that over there, but uh, yeah, I, I I actually really liked uh, uh, I really liked the um, the uh, the brawl they had this week uh, into the concourse. Yeah, that was great. He's like, like, he's like, you can't get through this door. He's taunting them behind it, and they're just like, I immediately wrap up, get my fist wrapped up in a cloth, and I fucking punch that window out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like to me, that's like one of the that's one of the good, the good examples of what was good about the Attitude Era. And then what was it this week? What was that stupid little segment they had? I didn't watch any of these main event. These main roster WWE shit, but there wasn't there some stupid thing this week on Raw or whatever. What was it called? Uh, I don't know. There was some dumb segment that reminded me of the Attitude but then I was like, oh, here's an here's an example of a shitty thing from the Attitude Yay! I don't remember what it was called. I don't, I know, what don't know what's going on. I don't either. I don't know. I don't know what's going on either. Are you talking about yesterday's Raw or last yeah, week's Raw? Yeah, it was this. It was la- It was this this week. Oh, so the Lusa the. Lana thing with Bobby Lashley. Yes, yes. Christ, yeah. I don't know anything about it. I literally don't. I, I, I know I don't, it. I know it's a makeout sesh thing. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand yeah. exactly what's going on. I heard a bit of details about it. I didn't see it, but I immediately was like, "Yeah, this is an example of a fucking crappy thing from that era." <laughs> yeah, right. Ugh, get it, get me out of here. But yeah, I mean, obviously, the uh, Jake Hager had his hat was. Not on the show last week because he was trying, you know, getting ready for uh, that Pelotor fight he had. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, just having uh, the four that were there versus the four that showed up to fight him and an eight man tag this next week, the, like the, tomorrow on the show, would be great. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be awesome. So, that would be that'd be uh, Ortiz, Sonata. Uh, I was literally going to say Sonata. That's hilarious. <laughs> Santana, Ortiz. Jericho and Guevara versus Cody, uh, Dustin Rhodes, uh, MJF, MJF, and Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? I mean, you could hide him in an eight man. It's an eight man. For Christ's sake, you're probably barely in there. He'd probably literally go in and just do like try to do a diamond cutter or something and be done. Probably, which is all I need. 
Yeah, that's all yeah, I need. That's all I need. Because <laughs> it's just funny that this is that you see him in this this little feud because uh, or big feud, in, I guess in the, in the overall case. But and he was the guy, one of the like the first guy I remember really liking when I came back to wrestling in '98. So mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. His and his first major match was the the Goldberg's best match, the one at Halloween Havoc that year. So. <laughs> well, it actually wasn't. Well, it was. Well, I assume you mean first major match for you when you came back. Right, him. of course. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. It was definitely Goldberg's best match he ever had. And it's the best match he ever will have. Yep. No question about it. But he can always have a worse match. Well, he did. Plenty. Yep. Almost every other match. <laughs> um. All right, so let's uh, move on here. We got uh, a little bit of the bit of the news. So New Japan Mike, uh, their parent company, purchases Stardom. Indeed. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's, uh, I haven't watched Stardom, <laughs> but a lot of my favorite women wrestlers from Japan that came over to like NXT, for example, have been there. And have been had good reigns there, from what I've seen and heard about, like Kairi Sane and Io Shirai, and Asuka. So, the current AEW Women's Champion is also from there. Yeah, that's in true. fact, he's she's the current holder of their belt. That's uh, uh, the she's the current high speed champion. Okay, that's a belt. Oh well, it certainly is. They do have they do have uh, <laughs> weird names for their belts in Stardom, I will say. Um, similar to Dragon Gate. <laughs> I think it's a I think that's akin to their like the cruiserweight title or something over there. It sounds like it, yeah. yeah. So it's I don't know name. I don't know. It sounds like something out of like a, a the um, Super Sentai over there. <laughs> It sounds like yeah, yeah it does. Super it? Sentai High Speed or something. <laughs> yeah, it's what's funny about what when it comes to this, it almost seems like uh, earlier this year. I don't know if you realize this. I don't know if you know this, but you remember uh, last year when they brought out the new um, Fire Pro Wrestling World game, video game. Yeah, and it has New Japan in it from the beginning. Uh huh. Officially, well, this year. It, they added stardom to it to the same game. Oh wow! It's almost like that was like a something that could have foretold this purchase. <laughs> yeah, probably would have. Because <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer for that, the stardom uh, addition to that video game, and then this happens months later, and I'm like, hmm, I think there was something there we never picked up on. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't actually now that I think about it, it doesn't actually mean anything because, you know, back in the day with wrestling. In general, games would usually include like all Japan and New Japan. Oh yeah, that's true. But... So I think it's more of a they because over there they don't seem to be as separate. They seem to like more or less kind of like ha- akin to uh, the ISPs in the U.S. where they all carve out their own niche mm-hmm. country and then they just don't compete in that area of the country. Though this is not malice, whereas over here it's a bunch of malice and motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, speaking of a uh, separate theme of things, separate. Uh, I'm not sure what I, 
if I had to guess, I would say that this isn't going to mean anything for what I watch, which is New Japan. Right. I, I would like it to mean that, but I think there's a possibility that, like, for bigger shows or just shows in general, they might bring over uh, some of the women to have, like, say, different title matches, stardom title matches in New Japan shows. I would like to see that, honestly. And I feel like there's definitely room for that to happen, especially at uh, this, at this you know, next uh, Wrestle Kingdom, considering that's two days in a row instead of one day. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I heard about that. So I would like to see that happen. I don't know that will, but that would be something I'd like to see. Is like have some stardom title matches on their shows. That'd be great. I want to see it. We'll see inject, it. inject some Gina into the sausage fest over there. Let's see it. Wow. I know. Wow. Wow. So if it, if it doesn't do that, then this purchase doesn't mean anything to me because I'm not going to go on my way to watch stardom. Because I got too much wrestling to watch already. Right, of course. <laughs> not bad it's just too much yeah exactly no if, if i had infinite time for wrestling i could i would watch stardom <laughs> you're like give me stardom that's right uh, but like you're like too much don't give me stardom yeah <laughs> too fucking but give me stardom on a show I already watch exactly that's what i'm saying just, just give it to me the world i'm already gonna watch the show just give it to me on there i mean they already do that with uh they've already been doing that like periodically with like other promotions i don't have any interest ever watching period like you know uh, what is it? Uh, Rev Pro, you know, title matches. They've right. done those. Yeah. So yeah, give me give me some stardom. All right. You own it. So do it. Now you do. <laughs> yeah, now you do. <laughs> so Mike, uh, Jordan Miles, we were referring to earlier. He's got a little issue with a shirt. It looks yes, like he does. Race. It looks like a problem that I would understand. Um. So, uh, obviously, there'll be uh, links to the article in the uh, blog post for the show, for this episode, so just check it out there to see exactly what we're talking about, but just check out his, uh, the shirt that he, they uh, were, were supposedly, gonna, apparently they, did, they put up for sale, but they didn't actually, like, sell any of it yet, um, before he took it down, and uh, from what I understand... The shirt, he actually was, like, apprehensive to say it was okay because when he saw it, it was the same logo on a white T-shirt. And then, mm-hmm. when he, then when he saw it was up on the site or, you know, after the fact that it was on a black T-shirt was what made him upset about it. And he oh. says, and he said, uh, he said he was, um, he talked to Triple H about it, and uh, Triple H apparently got the impression that he was okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it is quite the uh, issue. Yeah, I, it looks like uh, looks like some bright red lips uh, with some teeth on a black background. It's not good. <laughs> no, <laughs> very bad look. Yeah, uh, and to top it off, I think the uh, whole smiling thing is stupid as shit. It's not a good gimmick. No, it's terrible. 
Now, now, I like, can't tell you what his gimmick was specifically as ACH. I did see a number of his matches when he was in ROH. Not when he was in ROH, well, when he was in ROH, but uh, when he was brought over to New Japan at different times last yeah. year. Uh, so I actually quite liked him right away. And uh, But, you know, he was just more pretty standard, I'm a guy. <laughs> I don't right. know. It didn't didn't come off. They had any specific uh, quirks about uh, his uh, character. Just kind of playing himself, I guess. I don't know. It was fine. It's certainly better than I'm a smiling guy. I ever since I saw him do that in the in that tournament they had the breakout tournament in NXT, I was like, that's creepy. Stop smiling in that weird way so much. You know? <laughs> yeah. Stop it. <laughs> it's dumb. Some tells me he didn't really want to do that stupid smiling crap. Yeah, but I have no likely. idea. So, but yeah, he uh, he mentioned how uh, somebody. I mean, obviously these tweets are now deleted, but he wanted to. Uh, he put out a, an email that he had with one of the guys that was involved with, I guess, uh, making the shirt or something, mm-hmm. or at least talking to him about it. And mentioning how Triple H wanted it to be more teethy. What the fuck? What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> Make it more teethy. Make the letters more teethy. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, not good. I, I tried to go to his... Uh, the thing at the bottom of this article that you that we are going to link to. Yeah. Where it says, that don't believe me. And it's like, get the go fuck yourself, Baker. Yeah. Thing. If you go to that tweet, it actually, it's actually not there and says it. It violated Twitter rules. Whatever. No, Fuck it off. didn't. There's no, there's nothing there that violates Twitter rules. No. I've told people to go fuck themselves without even an acronym. They don't fucking care. No, they don't. In fact, somebody, didn't somebody report that of yours? And then they were all like, email, you got an automated email that said it was nothing wrong with it? Well, they did report something. It wasn't me saying go fuck yourself. It was me calling uh, calling already a, a fucking bigot, which he is, uh, and <laughs> and they couldn't handle it because they like to kiss his ass for some reason, and they're sycophantic. So so I'm sure at least a few of those people who whined at me and couldn't help but cry, you know, reported it because obviously they did report it. They're not going to tell me that they didn't. And of course, yeah, I got an email saying. That we we reviewed this, it was reported, and uh, we have no problem with it. I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> You'd Hilarious. Be too. Yeah. Have anything wrong with it? See, I oh had god. some other things. What? I was gonna say, oh my god, you called him a bigot accurately? <gasps> no. Yeah, talent said, or talent. Uh, Twitter looked at it and was like, yeah, that's accurate. You're fine. <laughs> 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 Obviously, they really had no. No context, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, he uh, he also mentioned how um, um, the WWE system's a fraud and you can't trust anyone. Adding that Hulk Hogan is still employed by the company, um, you know, and obviously not not understanding how this. I mean, I already knew that that was going to happen when we were reported on this. A while back, you know, several years ago now, probably last year, when uh, that whole thing with uh, Hogan uh, using the N-word and all that stuff, and we just, uh, I, I called it back then, I was like, 
yeah, they're going to have him go away for a while, but they're eventually going to have him back. And I was right, because that's always how that's been a thing. That's just what happens. You know, mm-hmm. you can be racist as you fucking want, but if you just go wait, actually, they won't even they'll be fine with you as long as it doesn't blow up into a problem. But once everyone makes a deal about it, then they're like, oh, everyone's making a big deal about you being a racist. Uh, we're okay with you being a racist, but we don't want anyone to call attention to it. So since they did, go away for a while. Just go away for a while. We'll get you back. Don't worry. That's how it works. It's really pathetic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that real quick. Um. So there was an interview with uh, Chad Gable about his, I'm Shorty G, and I'm okay with it. And I saw, and then of course in this article, there's the video that is, the video linked is the uh, WB's YouTube uh, account showing uh, uh, Chad's uh, the promo about you know, oh, embracing it and making it be yourself and all that shit. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense, but you're not supposed to embrace the insult. You're supposed to just, like, just, you know, like if someone, like, oh, everyone calls me short, so I'm just going to call myself shorty. I'm like, that's not, that's almost like giving into them. Like if, if, if it's a person. in your own face. Yeah, it's, in a way it kind of <laughs> is. It's like, I get, like, being rising above that insult and shit, but that's not that doesn't mean you have to like yeah I'm gonna wear it with a book a badge of honor or make it my name or something. No, that's not how you do. You just don't let it bother you. Is what it is. That's the whole point of it. And of course he's like, like that promo. I felt it very deeply. Is what he's quoted as saying about it. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, stop. It's 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 a dumb thing. Just just don't. It's embarrassing. Like, will this get Gable really over? I'm like, no, it won't. <laughs> because the only reason they're doing it is because, you know, Vince Man's like, you're short. That's all I care about you. So that's all we're going to do with you. Ha ha, uh-huh. you're short. Yeah. That's good shit. <laughs> that's good shit, pal. No, it's not. It's terrible. No, it's fucking horrible. And he's a great wrestler, and that's the unfortunate part about it all. Yeah. And, uh,. Just I I also saw the segment on this week on or this last week on on SmackDown where Hogan was talking about him being on his team and saying G Man or something. Whatever <laughs> he said, refer to him. It was kind of hilarious. And just and just like John Pollock talking on their review show about that segment, going, yeah, he said Shorty G and he said it like. Like serious with no like sarcasm or even like, just like said it with a straight face. <laughs> Bro, I'm gonna have my team shorty G, brother. Uh, good lord. What a mess. Um, yeah, one of the great reasons why they just shows why I will not watch the main roster. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like so many people. I mean, I know that this is this has been a thing that. People have mentioned before, but the last like several weeks since they basically since they went to uh, this debut on Fox and shit, people have been in the feedback 
for uh, that John and Wei read on their podcast at the end of it. Mm-hmm. They just read so many people lately that are just like, yeah, I'm just going to just listen to you guys. I'm not going to watch it anymore. Just listen to you guys. And you guys just, just tell me about the show instead of watching it myself. <laughs> and eventually, like, it's like, like John's like something to, said something to the kin of, yeah, we're going to suffer so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Which is definitely what they're doing. Yeah. And we appreciate all the suffering you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a number of clips and saw things about the first Fox SmackDown they had. And I was like looking at it and like, it's like they're saying, yeah, it's all new era, except we're going to do the same old crap you hate or st- continue that. Yeah. Watch the new SmackDown. No. Yeah, <laughs> I was no. not impressed with the first one. And so it just doesn't seem like it's anything different. So there isn't anything it. different. It's the same old shit. Especially now that, you know, I mean, I don't think it wasn't going to be any different with with Bischoff, which is another thing that happened is that he, they released him and they put Bruce Pritchard in charge. Bruce Pritchard's a piece of shit. So he's probably going to produce a piece of shit show. And, you know, because he's, he's uh, he, he, speaking of sycophants from earlier, he's a sycophant for uh, Vince Man, so, you know, brown nosing fuck. Um, <laughs> what he is, dude. And it's, it's funny to think about that because, you know, his brother is Tom Pritchard. Mm-hmm. And. I like Tom Pritchard a lot, and I just fucking want to shoot uh, Bruce through the fucking skull. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, he's just he's such because like and this all came like I really didn't have an opinion of Bruce necessarily, but uh, then I listened to one of his. I I heard that uh, a couple years ago when I heard he Bruce got up was doing a podcast with, with Conrad Thompson and I just thought, Oh, I'll listen to the first episode. Dude, I didn't get like 30 minutes in and I was like fucking done with already because like, like within like the first, like two questions, if he, if Conrad was talking about, Hey, people thought about, thought, you know, we're speculating that this happened back then, you know, when they would talk, say maybe about something from the, the eighties WWF when, you know, cause he was there, his brother love and shit. And mm-hmm. he was obviously also helping creatively at the well as well during that time period. And if it's something that he doesn't want to reveal, it's true or what have you, he just immediately start saying disparaging people that thought the stuff that Conrad said that people thought about, you know, that might have been going on. And he should be like, "Oh, it's conspiracy." I'm like, "Dude, it's clear we're correct on what we thought about what you guys are discussing because your immediate response was to attack the people that were saying these things." It's like just fucking just say the what you really want to say, which is that I can't reveal this because I'm a sycophant, want to kiss ass, and I still want a job with him. So you know, I just like immediately like fuck this shit, <laughs> and so that's where pretty much where my uh, thoughts on him being a complete dick and uh, needing to go kill himself is uh, comes from. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Hate him. <laughs> Speaking of another guy, it's annoying as fuck. I mean, I guess I don't want him to kill. I don't want him to. I don't want him to kill himself. I guess is the upgrade here. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Corey Graves. The headlines. That's what the headline says. Headline says Corey Graves reveals WWE stars' true feelings about going to Saudi Arabia. As soon as I read that headline, I'm like, well, if it's if he's not gonna say it's about the money, it's about a great payday. 
then what the fuck is he gonna say? Because I was like, because I don't, I don't see this being a revelation that he's trying to claim that this, you know. And I read it, and sure enough, it's about the money. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. The fuck else would you go over there for? I mean, if you got some fucking morals about visiting a fucking uh, terrorist nation with a fucking bunch of fucking uh, religious sycophants that uh, that hump their Quran and uh, give you no freedom, and then when they give you one little freedom, like the freedom to drive for the women, they lock up all the protesters after the fact. Obviously, as a not as a way. Uh, mainly as a way to say, hey, we might give you a freedom if you want it in the future, if you, but if you protest for it, but we're still going to lock you up afterwards, so you probably shouldn't ask for that freedom. That's what they're doing. That's what they did that for. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so, and I like how here he's like, oh, what is it? Uh, and while we're there, many stars try to put on the best show possible because the chances of it, blah, 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 blah. Um, what does he say about the, best wrestlers on the planet or some shit. Oh, yeah, that's what he says right here. Best show possible because the chance to show fans internationally who the best wrestlers are on the planet. That's not where they're there. That's not where they're there. And they don't put politics into it. It's not about politics. It is about politics. That's what it all is. That's going there at all is politics. Sorry, bro. <laughs> you can't take politics out of life. Out of anything. Well, especially so, since this show literally is it, these shows with the agreement with the fucking like going to a different uh, a normally going to like say going to United Kingdom and doing a show for them or Canada or someplace you go there and you rent out the place to do your show and you hope you make your money back and then some by the ticket sales and the merch sales and shit like when you're doing the show right right obviously here the government is paying them ungodly sums of money to come there and put it on. Not that they're going there just out of their own goodwill. Right. They're, they're not doing that because they want to put on a show there. They're doing it because they were given propaganda money. It was literally political. Yeah. So to say it's not political is ridiculous. It's even, it's it's 100%, these shows are 100% funded by that government, where when you go to a place like Canada or United Kingdom, you're not getting paid by the government to have a show there. So it's literally political in every way possible, and more so than even normal. And he's like, it's not political. Ooh, I'm stupid. I just defend my company for no good reason. Yeah, I just wish that people like him, because, you know, Ronda Rousey did this late last year, and Stephanie's done it before, and it's like, just shut up. Okay, I get it. It doesn't bother you that the company takes propaganda money to spread a false message about a bullshit fucking country that's a terrorist fucking country that did 9-11, and you don't care. I get it. I get it. That just means that you need to zip the fucking lips before I smack them the fuck off your face. <laughs> because <laughs> because you just don't get it. You're not going to be able to convince me that... Diaracism. That you just don't get it. <laughs> you're not going to convince me that your lie is the truth. Because I know it's fucking not. Because you wouldn't go over there otherwise. What would be the point? You're not changing the world. Don't fucking start with that shit either. I've heard that already. <laughs> Dumbasses. I mean, how many times I go over this fucking shit? Like, just shut your fucking lips. 
Oh, smack them off. Yeah, every time one of these one of these stupid Saudi Arabia shows comes around, every, they always got to say something. Someone from that country always got to say something stupid before it happens. Yeah. Just like, just <laughs> don't talk. It's not hard. <laughs> just, just do what The Rock says. Know your role and shut your damn mouth. Yes. Please. <laughs> yeah, you've Pretty heard that please. before, you guys. You've heard it. Shut it. Amazing. Amazing and stupid. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, and by the way, since he's mentioning in the article, because he's quoted as bringing up Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman. <laughs> Please stop. That's a shitty fucking angle. Like, just like a barely grazed bump and shit. Didn't even actually throw it into him or whatever the fuck was going on. Fury is not interesting. Uh, I, I would think that Cain Velasquez would be, but the whole introduction of messing with Ray Mysterio's uh, kid is just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, you have these two guys, you're telling a story of Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez and the main story, one of the main things they're talking about all the time is how Brock got that scar on his face, which I never noticed until this thing started. So I almost feel like that if it was there, then they highlighted it or something with makeup. But regardless, you could tell that story with just that. But instead, you know, more awesome creative <laughs> with quotes around it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that where you got to get something else involved because apparently it's not good enough to just tell a simple story. You got to convolute it. Mm-hmm. It's like so stupid. I mean, I, in a way I understand because they apparently I'm guessing Kane's not very good at the talking and Ray Mysterio is pretty good at it. Even if it is scripted, he doesn't sound as scripted as a lot of people do. So I get it, but couldn't you just be like, cool we're family because i think they really are like in some distant way or some shit so i don't know like they're like they're they're related maybe not family related but they're like related in like friendship or in some type you know him and kane and just i like every time i say kane by itself it sounds like i'm talking about glenn jacobs (laughs) (laughs) probably better but anyways uh so just uh this is just go with the the hey we fought before and I beat you and I'll beat you again because but I also don't like the idea that they have the WWE title around Brock. I mean several reasons. One, he just constantly gets a title and he's almost never there. And two, um, the fact that they're they could put the title on Kane Velasquez already as a possibility. It's just kind of dumb. Like they don't need the title involved here. They could have just left it on Kofi. Yeah, they should have because they, uh, what the second I knew that he won in like fucking one move. Yeah. I was like, not only does that bury the, it not only makes your belt meaningless, but it also buries the fuck out of the guy who had it. And then the next week I've heard that 
I heard uh, that uh, uh, Kofi's character just was on, just pretended like that never happened. And he oh was yeah, just move, and he just moved on immediately. Yeah, that's uh, like, he still has yet to like be upset about it. Like, why isn't he still in the main event, like trying to like at least get a rematch or something? You right. know, but no, of course not. He doesn't care now. He's just that was literally they literally made his his bald face and obvious as possible that uh, that the whole point of that was just to get it off him because he's not star enough for this new era of SmackDown and Fox. <laughs> he's a nobody. Wait. Yeah. You could. He actually was a somebody for months. You even gave had him culminated his uh, great title win at WrestleMania of all shows this year. And then you're fucking like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, he's not a real star. Like, and then you have the gall in the past to complain about how you don't have any stars. Jeez, I can't imagine why that is. Yeah, because you keep on making him look like shit. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, uh, consequently, uh, you know, NXT, you know, you're which is also under your own company. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, how, and how, like, so much of that roster feels like stars. Jeez. Yeah, they do. I don't know. I, I don't know how. How does that happen? It's a real big mystery, apparently. Despite they have a brand that has a ton of people on it that feel like big stars. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. a never-ending never uh, complaint. We just never, just never stops. We have to keep complaining about WWE main roster. And Vince McMahon just yeah. never stops. Yeah, it's pretty shit. It's very tiring. That too. <laughs> All right, so I guess we got it. Got to go. Got to go. Um, so thanks for listening to this episode. Um, as always, you can catch uh, the uh, show on the main blog, heartarchive.wordpress.com. And also check it out at Space Suplex on Twitter. I am Heart Knight on Twitter. H-A-R-T-K-N-I-G-H-T. Uh, Mike, you are at what? I am on Twitter. Usagi704, U-S-A-G-I. And then those numbers. Uh, Instagram with an underscore between the letters and numbers. Uh, and then the non-underscore version. Everywhere else that I am, YouTube and uh backloggery i never mentioned that but go there <laughs> yeah that's where we were looking at to uh talk about new japan at the beginning of the show so yeah there you go great resource absolutely always going there for new japan this uh <laughs> usagi 704.wordpress.com yeah it's a great site yep that's right it's wonderful it's, all right all, well, it's, all, it's always got my new japan needs it really does. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. So uh, see you guys later.